0: Okay, so with us again, as always, we have SC Playbook founder, Tim Williams. Thanks for coming on again, Tim.
1: Thanks for having me, boys. Good to be back on the show.
0: Well, we'll just jump right in. Obviously, there's everything is happening, Coach, We know that Tommy Turbo is, has gone down. He's out for, look, six weeks. He's probably pushing at eight weeks, but you know that's obviously upset plenty of teams. Uh, obviously, now that he's out, What's where where do teams go from here, Tim? Do they sort of do you just try and get Teddy and or Ponga if you don't have them in already? Or or do you have to or or do you have to I guess kind of just try and balance it all out with the other 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 guns or keepers you might have in your team?
1: Mate, pretty easy one for me. I think I, I don't own Tommy. Um it's a bit of a shame that he went down because it was really enjoyable having the, the three gun fullbacks who could go so big on any given week. And that was sort of the opportunity for people and super coaches to, to bring back a lot of points each week if they could jag one of them three as a captain um, who a lot of coaches didn't own. But look, I think you're now looking at Teddy and Ponga being the, clear, the, the clear-cut the clear two fullbacks to choose from. And um, I think you'd be silly if you're not upgrading Tommy to them. And Tommy was over 700K, so it shouldn't be too, too big a leap to do that.
0: Yeah, how did how, how that one affect you, Tommy, in terms of – In terms of turbo, did you have him at all?
2: Yeah, I did. Unfortunately, obviously, pretty good in the week. He went big, and even last week it looked like he was on for another ton until he got injured. But for me, I guess it's between, or it's really choosing between Munster and Ponga. I think I'll probably go Ponga. Just that match up against the Cowboys is too good to ignore. Obviously, again, it's then if the injuries in the backs wasn't enough, we got plenty of carnage in the forge this week with guys like Elsiea Katoa out. Paddy Carrigan suspended. Who do you reckon are the uh, main trading targets up front this week, Tim? Um, it's a tough one. There's
1: a bloke that's really come from the clouds is Daniel Saifiti. Um, he's averaging sort of late 70s, early 80s or something. He, in the first couple of rounds of the year, he he didn't play sort of too big a minute. I think it was about late 30s, early 40s. Um, since it's come back from the postponed season and they came back for round three, he's been playing massive minutes, more minutes than David Klemmer and he's scoring through the roof. I think he turned up on the weekend. Um, and at 550k, he's a really good option. And the other one is Mo Fodawaka, who over at the Titans, he's, he's a bit the same, not big minutes, uh, the first two rounds. And he, I think he started the last month, and he's averaging early 70s, and he's only a little bit over 500k. So, I mean, if you're looking looking to get rid of Alex Twole, I think um, Saifidi and probably Fodawaka are the two guys you should be looking at.
0: Yeah, I mean it's sort of incredible with Saifiti, isn't it? How he's just obviously he, he did score a try on the weekend, which didn't didn't do his score any harm, but he is essentially in the space of what a nine week COVID break, he's gone from a a super coach Nafiti to almost a borderline keeper.
1: Mate, it's incredible. He he started the year at, at just under three hundred k, I think it was. Um, so he got a few stats here. He. Since he's been back from the break, he's averaging 57 minutes um, playing in the front row, which is pretty huge, especially with the new rules and the quicker ruck, averaging 80 points per game and 64 base per game. So, mate, I mean, Freddie sort of scouted him out last year and picked him in origin from the clouds. And, I mean, hasn't
2: that been justified? Yeah, great option for those looking to trade out Alex Twile as well. Yeah, definitely. And then the other one that, I mean, he's a
1: risky option, but... I'm pretty sure he's available as a dual second row, front row, but to be the pan guys there. So if you can, if you can stomach having that lunatic in your side with the suspension and injury risk, he's a good one. But yeah, you'd take a pretty ballsy super coach. Yeah, that, that
0: could make or break a season, couldn't
1: it? Very quickly.
0: Well, I mean, well, I guess while we're on the nights, we'll talk about Bradman best, and obviously, I guess it was a bit unfortunate with the whole. The COVID restrictions, you know, he he went to his mum's place, and that wasn't allowed under the, the the restrictions that this whole NRL Apollo sort of project has in place. We know he's got a he's got a break even of sixty. Tim, is he a hold or a sell? Yeah, look, I think he's definitely a hold. The thing that perplexed
1: me last week was with the thing that hurt Bradman best last week was that for some reason, Kalen Ponga was restricted to the right side of the field, which makes no sense to me. I'm trying to make sense of it and I can't because Caelan Ponga is a lot stronger on the left side of the field and he barely went there all night. And, of course, Bradman Best is the left centre. So, look, I'm thinking it's a one-off, the fact that Ponga was on the right edge. Maybe it was an easy game against Brisbane. They were pretty comfortable, so Ponga was taking it easy. But I think as we see the comp go on, he'll be back onto that left edge a lot more. And I think Best scores a lot of tries and sets up a lot of tries because of that. So... I'll be holding on to him for now, but um, it is a bit of a concern.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I was certainly surprised because I, I wasn't uh, wasn't watching the game in full. So when when I was having a look at at the scores, like on uh, either on Fox Sports or the, or the NRL Supercoach live on on the phone, he he's on thirty seven after like seventy minutes or thirty five hours. Like, is, what, what the hell happened to him? But um, I mean, I, I think I read somewhere too that he. Got a knock to his wrist or something. I don't know, but I don't know how, how true that was. But yeah, I mean, certainly, I guess the way he's been going, it it's make, makes sense to hold on to him for now.
2: Yeah, you boys holding on the best? Yeah, I definitely will be. I think if, if you're in a position to trade out Bradman best this week, you must be absolutely flying <laughs> and, and free of pretty much every other concern this week. You know, I've got a Sarko to worry about as well, now playing on the bench with mm-hmm. Tessie New. I mean, on the the topic of Tessie New, obviously we're trying to get into all these gun players that we've spoken about, but got a pretty good bunch of uh, cheapies this week coming through with guys like Tavina Funa, Xavier Coates, Jake Avarillo, and as we said, Tessie New, all with negative or very low break-evens. you got a clear pecking order there, Tim, or do you reckon any any one of them are as good as the other?
1: Um, Look, it's really hard to separate them because you look at them and you go... Brisbane's run is extremely enticing. They've got one of the Titans this week. I think next week they've got, might be the Warriors. Um, yeah, the Warriors and they've got the Bulldogs. So probably the three easiest oppositions in the NRL. So you immediately get attracted to Xavier Coates, um, Tessie New. But then you look at how Brisbane have been playing and you think, well, are they going to put a score on them or are they not? Because they haven't, they haven't told us much. Um, you know, Tafita Funa, he's 171k as well. He's been ticking along well for men. They're now playing centre. Um, I've realised probably the pick of them, except he's now at 260K and playing for the Bulldogs. So where do the attacking points come from? So, look, I really do think they've all got their their pros and their cons. But for me, I'd probably be going Xavier Coates, just on, on the eye test. He looks unbelievable. Um, and then Tessie New playing at fullback. He looks the goods as well.
0: What about – I mean, obviously, there's there's plenty of kids that sort of come and go in terms of, of Supercoach team. What about uh, the – the what is name the hammer, Hamiso Tabawafido Fido. You see, obviously, I mean, it was on zero, a half time last week, and everyone was was thinking, what's going on. You see a can he loom as sort of a an investment down the track?
1: I think he can. I jumped onto him last week, and and I wish sort of all these options had cropped up this week because i I probably have gone straight to a coach rather than rather than the hammer, but I mean, it's just job security with the hammer. He's an exceptionally, exceptionally talented youngster, but Val Holmes will be back next week, we believe. He'll slot straight into fullback. The hammer probably goes to the wing, but, I mean, you had Benny Hampton at 14 last week, and I thought he was one of their better players to start the year. So just that job security issue, but, I mean, that's what rookies are and cheapies are in Supercoach, aren't they? There's there's not a lot of job security for many of them.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I that's it. Mean, I, I, I got Hamiso uh, in... Just start of last, but yeah, the start of last round, and I was like, "Oh, okay, what's going on here?" And he somehow, I guess, pulled thirty-seven out of nowhere. But I guess you would imagine he's going to perform at least a little bit better, given that fullbacks, you know, take the ball up so often.
1: Yeah, well, look, you'd hope so. But, I mean, that the Tigers matchup looked okay last week for him. And this week he's playing the Knights, 2 I mean, they look like they're one of the better defensive sides in the NRL at the moment this year. So, I mean, matchup-wise, it's it's a lot more frightening than the Tigers as far as I'm concerned. But, I mean, you'd think with the attacking capabilities he's got, playing at full back, there should be some decent points. But um, I won't be playing him in my 17 this week. He can sit on the bench and make a bit of money for me, and I'm happy for him to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it, eh? Yeah, so one the one final bit. Obviously, we know pretty much since I guess the start of the season that the whole whole halfback sort of battle has been Moses and Moses v Cleary. And obviously, you know Moses, I guess against the Roosters, he probably wasn't going to score any sort of massive amounts. With uh, just I mean, just on Twitter, I've been seeing lots of people saying, "Oh, I'm going to trade Moses for Cleary," or you know, sort of just get rid of Moses. What's the sort of feeling there in terms of how the two match up even at this point. Is is Moses the better option or is Cleary starting to be, become the better halfback option?
1: Yeah, look, I, I'm very confident that Cleary will be the higher averaging player at the end of the year. Um, you throw into that, they've got South Sydney this week, which isn't too frightening as a supercoach prospect. They then go on to play the Tigers, Sharks, Cowboys and Titans, which is an absolute dream matchup, particularly for a team like Penrith that are killing it at the moment, right up there at the, towards the top of the table. Um, look, the issue with Moses, which we might have spoken about the other week, but there's him and Dylan Brown who are as good as each other at the moment. They're, they're getting a split of the ball. At least at Penrith, you know, Cleary's the dominant playmaker. He gets a lot more ball, a lot more attacking opportunities, a lot more kicking, and basically just more points chance to score points. So um, Para have a pretty tough run coming up. So Cleary's the man for me. Um, if you can go Moses to him this week, um, like you were saying before, it's a bit of a luxury trade. But I, I
0: do think Cleary's the man at halfback. What about you, Tom? Which one do you have?
2: Uh, I've actually got Dil Brown in there at the moment, so pretty happy with that. Uh, I've got Scott Drinkwater clogging up the 5-8 spot, so I'm probably looking towards Munster for the moment. But, yeah, definitely looking to get Cleary in. I think just looking at these stats, as you're saying, Tim, that nice run, you've got the Sharks in round nine. He averages something like 110 or 115 against them. Um in their two appearances last year so it's pretty scary thought to not own him through that
0: yeah I mean that's it isn't it certainly it's uh as as we all, as we all know it's the is the conundrum of Supercoach just working out who to pick who to get in who to play in year 17 and obviously there's I guess the worst part is I think someone was I, I, I saw on Twitter someone was spewing they had um, was it the I can't remember which player it was, but they they turned up and they were they put like five five tweets on Twitter about this player that was was in was a non-playing reserve and blah 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 and it lost you know cost them to the, cost them their head to head or whatever it was and I was like well maybe don't yeah. maybe, maybe don't bench them next time.
1: I saw I saw one head to head on Twitter that a bloke was blowing up and. He'd been done because you got beaten by about eight points and it was all because Adam Elliott got a try assist with that grubbering goal. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs>
0: yeah, I mean it's it's the worst way to lose in Supercoach when it's you know, you look at it after all the games are done and you're you're in the lead and all of a sudden after they do all their all their last updates you go back and you've lost.
1: Oh mate, it's, it's tough to be done after last updates after leading, there's there's nothing crueler in Supercoach.
0: Yeah, agreed on that. <laughs> I think I think we all agree on that one. Well anyway, we'll wrap that up there. Thanks again, Tim. I guess we'll we'll catch you in a fortnight's time to see what's changed in Supercoach or what stayed the same. Mate, plenty of change between now and then, fellas. <laughs> Thanks for having me.